We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. By now, you know that I'm your host, Kel Dansby, here with the old man, Andreas Hale. Today, the podcast is being brought to you by Blue Wire. Shout out to the network. We have a ton to talk about because last week, we thought we ran through everything that was everything that had to do with Tessa Blanchard and someone giving her the N-word pass and her using it at the wrong situation. We went in-depth on the topic And then we pushed out the episode, and boom, a second act. And Tessa puts out an apology that really wasn't an apology, and we're right back at this shit again. Now everyone's had a week kind of to digest and calm down and kind of see how they feel about it. I feel like if we were emotionally reacted to it, it'd be a different case. But we've kind of sat with this. So now, Dre, after a week, how do you feel about Tessa's apology? I think it's bullshit. Yes, I'm starting off the podcast with a curse word. Um, <clears throat> after all the things that were said and all, all the, the, the people that I talked to and everything else, now it comes out that she's basically saying she never said it. And the apology reads like, to me, in my opinion, the apology reads like she's saying that she didn't say the racist term and may have used the other term. Like, it's very coded language in there to me. Where she's denying, she because she's not saying the word, obviously, but her denying that she's ever used that word and racism and blah, blah, blah. But that's, from what we talked about last week, racism wasn't the issue. It was you using yeah. the word. And now that it's been denied, um, you know, she's making everybody look like an idiot. 
Like, I, that's what she's trying to do. He's trying to make everybody look stupid. But the reality is, if there's this many people who know about this story, I mean, who's really looking stupid? And on top of all this, it's like, I mean, we all know social media has a short term memory, unless you're like raping little girls, which then people never forget. Harvey Weinstein, R. Kelly, you can never get away. But like N word stuff, people forget about it. So I think Tess is just hoping it goes away. We're not going to let this go go away. This is not what we do, Kel. We don't let things go away in the realm of, you know, race, language, and using N-words and stuff like that. Tessa, we see you. We see you. I'm I, I don't, I'm not even, like, super mad. I don't, I, I'm just, I feel bad for everybody that was involved who has had her back because now you all have been made to look like a fool by Tessa Blanchard. That's the key to me. Now, all these people that, kind of stood up for her right we talked about this last time these people said directly out of their mouths some of these people said we spoke to her it's handled now she's saying there was nothing to be spoken about which makes these people sound like liars so did you speak to her about something if if you did then she's boldface lying to all of you who are backing her. So now she has other problems because a lot of people came out on her side with this. Scorpio hugging her, all this stuff. If there wasn't anything to come out and do this stuff for, now we're all in a, a web of lies and we don't know where it's coming from. So she, to me, gave this more legs with this apology than closing it down. And that's what happens when you don't give a sincere apology. And then in the second verse, second verse of the apology, she went and she seemed like she wanted to be the spearhead for racial change in the industry. Like I, I don't understand this. You're it, it's not your it's not your battle to fight. Like she she pointed out how race and all this stuff plays such a huge part and she wants to make sure that no one feels this way. Like, what are you doing? I think in our group chat someone called her Martin Luther Tessa. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Apologize mm-hmm. and move on. Now she wants to be the opposite of it. It it made no sense. I mean, and there's no sense. sincerity. She's deflecting. She's making sense by deflecting. I mean, the reality of the situation is this woman has been accused of using the N word in a racist way originally. Then, after me doing some digging, and I'm sure other people that were close to the situation were like, she didn't use it in a racist way. She used it in as the term of endearment that white people should never use around black people. And then. That was what we were wrestling with last week. Now she's tra- saying, you know what? Then I, uh, I'm just going to deny everything. Because if I do that, there's no nuance. Like, if I deny everything, there's no nuance. It's like if R. Kelly, like, it's, it's like R. Kelly asking the question, um, how are we talking when we talk about teenagers? Like, that's what Tessa's avoiding. Because if she, if she says, well, I use the A instead of the ER, and she uses that language, people are going to ride on her anyway. So now she does this. Now it's plausible deniability, and she's basically telling everybody, prove it. Do you have a recording? She is denying everything. Like a murderer. Like, she's just denying everything. <laughs> so I get why what? she's doing it. I just disagree with it, because that was whack. But 
the real the reality is who is going to say I ain't fucking with Tessa Blanchard no more. That's where it really it, that's where the real thing manifests. Like who's really going to distance themselves from Tessa Blanchard? I think the difference becomes no one's going to say like yo I ain't fucking with Tessa Blanchard cuz everybody got to make money, right? Like the not women if you're not, in the a, if you're not an impact who cares? Yeah, but I mean they impact people still take indie shows. Tessa will be somewhere at WrestleMania weekend, right? That like someone's nice. going to book her. We should invite her to the panel. We really should. Should see wants to say, while I did not do what was claimed, I stand ready to use my platform to support the fight against racism however I can. You know what, Tessa? You know how you can support the fight against racism however you can? Show up to our panel. You come and sit down and speak and see and, and hear our voices and then tell us exactly what was said and what was done. That's a great first start, right? However I can. There goes the first example. She ain't doing that. But Oh, then she's a liar again. Don't put it out there in your statement if you're not going to stand. I will stay I stand ready to use my platform, her platform, to support the fight against racism however I can. Then use your huge platform to come to our platform. And let your voice be heard in front of a bunch of black people. Because there's an all-black wrestling card before us. There's a panel which include black women and two black hosts. You come use your voice at that. Because that is where your platform will be heard the most. You come and speak to the people you offended. Because I don't necessarily need Tessa Blanchard to speak to other white people about why it's wrong to be racist. Well, if you feel not, froggy, you come and done. speak to the black people you offended. You're wasting your breath. She's never going to show up. I'm just saying. It says it right here. I'm just taking it literally. Nonetheless, I, I think, because again, we don't know. We know some details. No one's discussing the spitting. I want to know about the spitting too. Like, you spit in someone's face? Did this person spit in your face? And it's 2020. She did not do this shit in a gymnasium. She did not do this in practice. This wasn't at a wrestling school. This was done, I believe, at a shimmer show. Yeah, backstage. There's some, somewhere, somehow, somebody got audio, video, before or after something of this. You can't tell me they don't. I just saw a man in basketball pick up a chair. Like he was in the middle of a John Moxley death match and wheeled that shit over his head and there was a million cameras out. I saw 30 angles of this man pick up a chair at a basketball game. There I gotta be know. one camera, one camera it. in that locker room. I doubt it because I feel like the situation escalated so quickly that nobody actually has the audio or the footage of this. I don't think anybody does. And if they are, it's been three years. Nobody's going to come forward with it. Everybody that's involved, it's its weird because everybody that's directly involved, not indirectly involved, not the people who talk to Tessa, not anybody from the outside, anybody, everybody that seems like they were directly involved just wants it to go away. And that's what's about to happen. It feels like La Rosa, she probably just wants it to go away. The women who are trying to use it to throw dirt at Tessa, uh, Sienna, and I forgot who else, Chelsea Green, Yep. They'll they'll find other ways. Like it, for them, I you know, I just want to see what happens when they see her. 
when they see you in the streets, what's popping? I want to see that. Oh, it's not on site. I mean, that's hey, somebody, let's be real. Some, they got Twitter fingers. Maybe somebody's tough. But, I, again, I don't know. And I think everybody just kind of wants this to go away. And Tessa wants it to go away, too. So by putting up this nonsensical apology, because the vast majority of people that were made aware of the situation and saw it on Twitter, they don't really know the details. Like, obviously, there's a lot of people that didn't go as deep as I did. So they're just going to go, well, she apologized, and it's, it's over. And it's not like, more importantly, it's not like Tessa did this at, like, a hip-hop show where she is now the minority instead of the majority and now all of these people are you know coming after her it's wrestling which is still this is the reason why we do wrestle with stereotypes it's still not a huge minority demographic it's not a huge african-american demographic so she's only got to fend off a few haters in her mind everything else is collateral damage so she's got to throw a few people like a scorpio sky under the bus or whoever her friends are that are black or whatever so be it, because she's still going to be the champion of the impact. She's still going to get the heavy push. There's not going to be any ramifications. It's like Mike Perry saying the N-word in the UFC. There's nothing. Like he, We can get mad about it, but, but with nobody at the top or nobody like nobody pushing that, like not to boycott or whatever it is, nobody forcing them to do something about it, she's still going to work. So, yeah, she's going to deny it, and we just got to deal with it. That's why we have this show and that's why there's other African-American podcasts about pro wrestling. That's why there are other African-American wrestlers. Y'all got to step up and say shit. Y'all can't let this fly. But as of right now, it's kind of gone away. That's the other question. Why is it so important for it to go away? So she could work. Is it because she is the top? No, not for her. I understand for her. She wants to put her head in a hole like an ostrich and just emerge after the noise is gone. I understand what she's doing. It boggles my mind. Or it doesn't. I guess I could see it, but it's shitty why the other women are so quick outside of, you know, Green and people who brought it up to bury her are so quick to say, no, it's done. Hush it. We're, we're over it. Shh. Quiet. And that's because Tessa is the lead dog in that demographic. I don't even think it's that. I think for some people... It is, well, what's going to happen? Like, it happened three years ago. If we continue to have this conversation about it, because, like, if, if you're anything, if any of them are like me, I'm going to get, like, I get railroaded anytime I talk about race on Twitter. They come out and attack me. I don't give a shit. That's my thing. I don't care. And I'm going to continue to do this till the day I die. That's why I got put on this earth. That's how I'm going to leave this earth. Other people don't feel like dealing with it because they're not as... Um, charged by conversations about race as I am. So some people just want to go away because what good is it going to do for them? They don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. There is no fixing this. I don't, it, I don't think it has anything to do with Tessa. For Impact, it's just, of course, they want it to go away because it's their champion. For Tessa, she wants it to go away so she can work. For some of the people that were involved, they may not be as interested in race conversations and pro wrestling as we are. And they're fine with like six or seven people on Twitter calling them a racist. Or or said that nothing got done about it. Again, we're still kind of the minority in this business. So, if for them, it's like, why still keep stirring the pot? Because if you don't have a recording, if you don't have evidence, dude, it's like the Me Too movement now versus then 
when women were getting sexually harassed, it was like nothing's going to happen. So you just let it go because you had no evidence. You had no video and you had no you didn't have a groundswell of people to support each other when this was happening. So that shit just went away. Mm. And then when it happens later, some people are like, OK, I got a support group. So now I can step forward and say, you know what? Russell Simmons is trash. He did all these things to me. But back then, if you're the only one screaming out there about it, people are like she lying. And all he had to do, like Tessa's doing, is deny it. Not even say, like, worse, a lot of them just go, who? Such and such said you sexually assaulted her. Who's that? Never heard of her. Tessa, who? N-word. Never heard of it. I do hate racism, but N-word, never heard of it. That's how she's doing it. So until there's a support system to allow these people to have voices and, and we support them or a vast majority of people support them and say, yo, that's wrong. Shit like this is just going to continue to happen or it'll just go away. It's until it happens to them, right? That's the next thing. Until someone spits on their in their face and then says some wild shit to them, they're calling them the N-word, and then it's up in arms again. Yeah. That's, that's my key. Like, I don't know Tessa from anything. Like, and she could be a lot better than she was. She may be reformed. Who knows? I, I don't know her or people that know her. I don't know where she's at right now. But... I can say if she was made an example of, it'd be a completely, completely different story. And maybe she'd have to be that example. Now, I don't want to ruin the woman's career, but I mean, maybe this should be the groundswell. Or does it take the sixth person to say it? Like, we thought Hogan was going to be the example. His ass is back every other Saudi Arabia show. Exactly. He's too big. She's not too big yet. No, but that's that's the point. If you can't take down an old retired ass Hulk Hogan and he comes back to work with a half ass apology and people are still going to cheer for him, like a lot of us, yeah, again, we are the minority. Me, you, guys like Stack Guy Greg or other people that are on, on Twitter and be like, yo, I'm not watching Hogan. I'm not supporting this. And then WWE spits in your face and says, we don't care. We're going to bring his ass right back. I mean, there's a possibility that Hulk Hogan works a WrestleMania. Think about that. And he and he hard ER'd it. Like he didn't he Oh didn't yeah. No. <laughs> Yo, he hard ER'd it with hyperbole. Eight feet tall in words. Like, yo. And then I mean, come on, man. He got away and, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. We are still the minority in this business. We still are clawing grasping at straws when it comes to, you know, we get a bone thrown at us. And we appreciate it. You look at Kofi, became champion. We were, we were up in arms because it took so long to get there. But there's still other in, issues in this industry that are troubling. But there's not enough noise to make a change. There really isn't. And this Tessa situation, she just wants it to go away. And her apology in a statement where she's not going to react to anybody on Twitter. Dude, this is, this is what a lawyer would tell you to do. Shut up. Apologize and just shut Not even apologize. Apologize. For whatever, and then say you never did it, and then because somebody as an attorney, you ask, is there any proof? Does anybody have a video recording of this? No. Does anybody have audio? No. So it's your word against theirs. Yes. Say you didn't do it. Her That's word that. versus like twenty. Who cares? She's the bigger star. And it's three uh, years later. It's not like it happened yesterday. It's three yeah. years later, and it get it got brought up conveniently just before she's supposed to win the title. 
Like there's a lot of sketchy things where people who are ardent Tesla supporters will say, I don't believe them. Easy. Twitter, like a lot of people look at Twitter and they go, oh man, she's getting killed on black Twitter. Dog, do you know how small black Twitter really is? Like it, it can it can move mountains in some ways, but in like black wrestling Twitter, pff, come on, that means nothing. It's not indicative of real life. It's just your own curated experience. Like most of the people that we follow on Twitter are people that agree with us or share the same ideas as us as us. We don't really go follow a bunch of Trump supporters on Twitter. So we curate our experience. So when we see that our social media experience is up in arms about Tesla, that doesn't mean the vast majority of people are as well. That just means our little curated experience of black wrestling Twitter, which is really very small, we're not doing it like there's not enough that's being done. It's just not. And that's why we're having Wrestling With Stereotypes at WrestleMania. Yes, we're bringing it to a... I can't say a bigger audience. StarCast was huge. But to a different audience. I feel like StarCast audience are people, they may not look like us. They may not be minorities. Or they may not be black. They may be a different type of minority. But they are still, in their core, hardcore wrestling fans. So we have like this unity. We're bringing this to a place where we're trying to get the casual wrestling fans to come out along with the hardcore wrestling fans. It's people who may, believe it or not, there's a lot out there, not even know Hulk Hogan dropped a hard ER. They may have no clue. He's still the eat your vitamins guy to them. So we're trying to bring it to that broader audience. It's going to be fun, man. That's what it is. It's going to be a fun time. Of course, this is going to be a topic of conversation. So we're not getting everyone else may want it to go away. We are not going to let it. We want to pick everyone's brains on our panel about this and other subjects that have happened since our last Wrestling with Stereotype show. Let's talk about what's going on in wrestling right now, though, because we have a packed weekend of stuff to go over. The first being AEW was on a boat this weekend. Jericho Cruz, they decided, you know what, we're not interrupting the cruise. We're just going to... You know, they have a stage, just wrestling matches anyway. We're going to film this and put it on air, taped. And I thought it looked dope. I thought the aesthetic was cool. Again, it's a bunch of their hardcore wrestling fans. I thought they popped for everyone. I like the ambiance. I like the setup. To me, they didn't need Bash at the Beach because this felt more like Bash at the Beach. Old school than the show they ran two weeks ago. I, look, one, I enjoyed Bash of the Beach. I thought the graphics for, for Gra- Bash of the Beach looked amazing. Like, yeah, nothing me, else changed, though. Like, the stage show was like, yeah, all right. But this no. time, I saw someone get thrown in the pool. It was yeah. dope. Yeah, like, first thing, when they announced the Jericho Cruise, I was like, dude, I want to go on that. Then I thought about it, and I was like, dude, it's going to be a bunch of wrestling people like that aren't like me. And if, if you know anything, there's nothing worse than... Then like a, a whole bunch of like hardcore wrestling fans together, like they don't shower. Like if you've been to a PWG show, like me and Marcus Vandenberg from Yahoo have been to a couple of them. <laughs> you'd be like, damn! They, like they send a message on the message boards, like please shower before you come to this. If I had to go to something that's like that, like it'd be cool to go with you on a wrestling cruise. But man, I was looking at, I was looking at, I was like, man, this is great energy. But I don't know if this is necessarily for me. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, I thought it looked great. I, I think 
everything on a boat. Like, it felt like they, those were hardcore wrestling fans. And they brought great energy to that show. And they cursed a lot. They cursed a whole lot. Like, they were chanting curse words all night. But that was fun. And I think that's what, what, that's what separates AEW right now from the WWE. Is, like, those, those fans look like they're having fun. They're not coming like you would casually show up to, like, an NBA game for the Miami Heat and just show up and be, like, just to be there and leave before the game ends and shit like that. That's, like, raw these days. These people are in it. They're in every match, chanting for everything. Looks like a great time. No, I, I definitely agree. The ambiance, everything about it was good um, in terms of the aesthetics. Now, the show itself. I have some questions for AEW. Questions that some we talked about last week. Some I just don't see getting better. And the biggest one is their lack of actual writers. Those guys might be good at or decent at booking matches or putting together feuds and they've been around long enough and it's a bunch of wrestlers so Cody and the Bucks and Omega great you guys think you guys can do better than WWE or better than other promotions in terms of booking the right feuds and making sense cool but they have no clue how to get from point A which is making the idea for the feud and booking that to point Z which is having the right person go over. In the middle, they have no clue right now how to tell those stories. Moxley's eye? You like the Moxley eye thing? Yeah, I don't mind the Moxley eye thing. That's that's it, To me, I, it's okay. I, I, like It might give him a reason to lose, but Jericho has a heel faction. What is Jack Swagger doing? Well, that's, that's, that's different. That, see, there's... Okay, so you have writers... Who push the storylines, like the, the soap opera shit. You have booking agents for the matches. You have an agent that's like, okay, this is how the match is going to go, and here's whose involvement. Like, for me, I thus far, I do like what they're doing with the Kenny Omega, um, uh, Adam Page, tag, making them tag team champions. I think was, I like that. And I liked how Page addressed the Young Bucks afterwards. Ah, oh, we got it before you got I I like that. I don't need WWE level of production and continuously, even though there's not a lot of the times, but I don't need that for everything. I do need it for some things. And I've always talked about developing this mid card. See, there's this, this there's for me, there's this weird balance because I don't ex- ever expect AEW to be able to tell stories like the WWE. I just want them to get a little bit better at it to get us invested in weekly. But when I watch a show like ROH, not now, ROH then, when we really enjoyed it, we didn't give a shit about the stories. We just wanted to see some good wrestling. So I think mm-hmm. if they can find a good balance in some of the stories, like, they do need a showrunner. They do, do do need a showrunner. I don't, they don't need a room of writers, and I'm not going to be highly critical of what's going off the top. I'm just saying the mid-card just doesn't exist. The Janela Kip Sabian thing, cool. I'm actually cool with that. I'm fine with that little feud. They need more of that. The women's division sucks. Turner Britt break your heel. Good idea. She still sucks. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not the A to Z. Like I get what you're saying, but WWE has relied on that so heavily. We can't expect another promotion to do the same thing. Even when you watch, Impact, I don't need them to go all that way. But I Impact tells better storylines than them. 
depending. Yeah, some of the storylines are better right now. But, again, like, the stuff at the top doesn't bother me. It's the non-existent mid-card that bothers me. I don't mind the MGF Cody feud. I don't mind, like I said, the Page and Omega eventual split that's going to happen. I don't mind any of that. I don't like the absence of a true mid-card. You're not heating anybody up in the middle. Like, Jack Swagger, you talk about Jack Swagger. Or Jake Hager, whatever you want to call him. Jake Hager, yeah, whatever the hell his name uh, is. He served no purpose, but he's like the bully in Inner Circle, right? And I watch him, and then I go, I say to myself, what do I really want him to do? And I don't know the answer to that. Like, I look at him, and I'm like, man, he should be doing something else. I don't know. I really don't know what he should do. Wardlow, I look at him, and I was like, he should be beating some ass. <laughs> we, we know who... We know who Jake Hager is, and we look at him, and it's like, mm, yeah, this is fine. Because if he starts wrestling, like, is that going to get us all invested? Like, him versus Luchasaurus, are we going to be super hyped? They need to do something with him. I just don't know what the hell it is. And and for AEW, they're signing these guys, and you go week to week, and you're having matches. I just need a mid-card established. I need a reason to watch, like, the mid-card. And that's, that's what I want to care about. Guys disappear from week to week. That's what I have a problem with. Like the the, the Moxie storyline with the Inner Circle, that's cool. I think they need to time television better. Sometimes it feels like at the end of every show, at like the three-minute mark, somebody goes, oh, shit, we got to either end it or ended it too early. And they go, oh, shit, we got four minutes left. What do we yeah, do now? Bring it home. Bring it home. Or, yeah, they end it early and it's just Moxley in the ring. It's like every week it feels like somebody communicates to the referee and the referee looks at him and is like, you need to go home or don't go home yet. They just, they have not been able to pin it down. And that's why I think Raw put that 15 minute buffer at the end of Raw each week because they're like, yeah, if we go over, so what? And if not, whatever. But they have yep. not been able to figure this part out. NXT uses the hell out of that buffer too. Oh, hell yeah. They just 11, oh, 12 it. minutes. They don't even care. This week went right up to the 15. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, so with AEW, I just, I I feel like these past couple weeks have been good shows. The women's division still sucks. That's just the women's division. And the mid-card is still non-existent, but it feels like with, like, Sabian and Janela, that's, it's improving. I'm still giving it time. I don't have major problems with the show. Uh, I thought it was, one thing I did think was funny was watching all this shit on the boat and watching Pac try to do his finisher, and clearly they're on a boat, and the boat is moving, and he's trying to get his footing to do this shit, to do the red arrow, or whatever he calls it now. I thought that was funny. Like, because even like the... the, the Is that still his finisher? Isn't he using the submission? I don't even know. No, that's... I know he tried to hit it, though. That is his... It's not even called the red arrow. Is it the black arrow now? Somebody's going to tell me. But... That is a super protective finisher. Nobody kicks out of it. If he hits it, just like the one-wing angel, nobody kicks out of it. I like that. They protect certain finishers. So, I so in summary, I thought AEW was actually good this week. And I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun show. Even the shit with Britt Baker talking shit about Tony Schiavone, I just like Schiavone's facial expressions. Brett Baker still sick. I can't get past <laughs> Shivani was hilarious. Uh, they're trying to turn a heel, it looks like. They have to, like you said. You can't have a baby face dentist. Dude, all I think about is Isaac Yankum. And I was <laughs> like, there's no, no one likes the dentist. No. no one in this world likes going to the dentist. No. Like, she's a, yes. 
she's a better heel. And they just got to figure out. Again, it's the whole women's division needs to be figured out. And I guess what we, I think we talked about it last week. I think the remedy for a lot of this stuff is a second show. And that's not the answer. The answer is not a second show. The answer is tighten no. up what you have. But we'll see. I'm still enjoying it. I still watch it week to week. Again, there's still a lot of talent that are just on AW Dark. Right? Yeah. Like, they built this company to give everyone a chance. But I feel like they're growing, right? So I'll give them time to learn and grow. But the basis of what a lot of people thought was like, oh, they're going to sign these people and they're not going after all these big names and they're giving all these younger acts time to be on television and all this stuff. And it's like, no, you still have to treat it like television. You have to get your main storylines off. You still got to show your stars every week so people will come back and tune in. And it leaves people out in the cold. So you, you still have the same the same problems WWE has in that regard. Like you have people who aren't on television or haven't been on television since you started three months ago, four months ago. Just like I haven't seen Apollo Crews in a decade. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's the fact of the matter right like you're always going to have people who can't get on tv and they're running into that too so what are you doing with the second show is that show for these people you know, know is we'll, it we'll see yeah I, I i don't know and then you have again you like i and i understand planting the seeds i guess for hangman and omega you got to give omega something to do i don't know for some reason he still doesn't want to push himself Whatever. But you want to give him and Hangman something to do, that's fine, but they're not mid-card guys. No, I mean, they're tag champs. Then they put him in the tag champs, and then it's like, okay, but you have all these legit tag teams, and your focus is on tag team wrestling, and you signed all these actual tag teams and had a tournament to then go into a WWE move where you just throw two guys together throw the belt on them to further their solo storylines. That's WWE and not what you said you were going to do. Mm, I disagree. I disagree. I think you're nitpicking now because every pro wrestling promotion has done this. Every. Right now, Tanahashi and Ibushi are a tag team going after the tag team titles. It happens. And I don't think it's going to affect the rest their of the tag team. Their tag team division is horrible. I'm but, begging for them to win the tag team. But I, I don't think the tag team division is going to get hurt by this. I think it helps because they're going to lose the tag titles. And they're planting seeds for a feud. I'm fine with this. It's not the WWE where there's like three tag teams and everybody else is thrown together. It's not that. That's This is pushing a storyline. They're using the ta- tag titles to push a storyline. And, got, and teams like Private Party and um, LAX, because I can't call them proud and powerful, uh, Lucha uh, Bros, like they're all still going to get their opportunities. I just think this is a good way to tell this story, especially if they're going to feud with the Bucks. Because it's going to turn into one of those things where Paige is going to tell Omega, like, either you're with me or against me, we're the champs. They're going to have to wrestle the Bucks. And then, on top of that, who doesn't want to see Omega Page versus the Bucks? I want to see... I mean, shit, dude... We're gonna talk I mean, about that's NXT. Gonna be a good match, yeah. But we're gonna talk about NXT. You don't in, in, enjoy uh, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle right now. I think they're cool. I think they're gonna win the whole tournament. But I strongly dislike when two people thrown together win this tournament. Like I, 
I really like Samoa Joe and Finn Balor, but I didn't need them to win the tournament when they did. But you like it, I, I though, think right? this. No, no, you did. I, I like the matches. I don't like throwing them together and then letting them win. No, I do not. I don't like the Brozier weights going to win this tournament because I think Why? they are grizzled young veterans are not going to beat them because there's actual tag teams that would benefit from winning this tournament. So you think none of these tag teams are going to benefit? No, it's a good match, and then what? The winner of this tournament gets a, a tag title shot. So I then mean, you have the let's, Broke let's versus... Let's be honest. Who gave a shit about the Dusty Rose Classic after Dusty Rose Classic? Who won last year? I don't, I'm not sure who won last year. Exactly. You don't you give eat, a shit. Maybe. I'm just saying. <laughs> Samoa Joe I, and Finn Balor, they I'm won. I'm won sooner or later. Joe and Balor won, and then what happened? Feud, right? Feud. Yep. They fell into a feud. And that's what we remember. Like, the Dusty Rhodes Classic, yeah, it's cool. It's a tournament. When you see tag team wrestling, we care about the matches. We don't give a shit about who wins. It's like the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Who gives a fuck? That's true. I do care who the hell the tag team champions are. And if you have six legit tag teams, again, six legit tag teams, and you put the belt on two random people so they can feud... That they're not really bother. random, though. They're the elite. They're the elite, sure. You put the belt on them, they're not a real tag team, right? They are two singles guys. But they're a faction, right? Belts are, like, like belts if the, if the horsemen... Further. If the horsemen, which right. had interchangeable members, but if the horsemen, if Flair was in there and won the tag titles, would people complain? I think... I'm not no, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer question. that for you. It never no. happened. Because they had a legit tag team. I'm, I'm going like, to answer this for they, you. They have a built-in legit tag team, so it never happened. Did it happen? The history of pro wrestling has had tag teams that break up, right? And they have yes. teams that come together to win Mega the titles. Powers, et cetera. Thank you. Sting and Luger. Like, you can yep. go down the line of singles wrestlers who formed a tag team, won the title, and then feuded off of it. I'm fine with this. As long as it's not the norm. I'm fine with this. This is this is not a big deal. You're making this a bigger deal than what it is. And as they're in the same crew. They're in the elite. I think I think you hit the nail on the head. As long as it's not a pattern. Okay. But I'm not gonna lie, it rubbed me the wrong way already. Cause it's like there's plenty of other tag team. One, we don't need a hot potato with the belts. So the Lucha Bros, if they hold it next and then the Bucks hold it. LAX ain't getting this shit for two years. Private Party ain't getting it for four. Like, I mean, so that, you, you look at these things and it's just like, yeah, if you're going to change hands and you don't need it to be a hot potato, then, you know, you you are kind of now delaying these other teams from getting it. Kel, you're salvaging your argument because it's bullshit. <laughs> you, you are just really trying to salvage your argument? Cause no, I, just, I, I honestly dude. didn't like But it's cool if it's not a constant thing. I just... I looked at it and said, oh, that's not really what you guys said you were going to be about. Wins and losses, losses are all supposed to matter. And so far, I've seen uh, Jungle Boy. He never wins, but he's been whooping Chris Jericho's ass. I'm like, this guy's it getting is. a lot of offense after getting no, zero wins in AEW. Offense doesn't equal like, wins. It's January. It's, no. the, it's the end of January. Relax. The, the, he's not getting a title opportunity at the next pay-per-view. No, he already had one. He didn't have a title opportunity. He just had to hang with him for 10 minutes. 
What's, he didn't get a title opportunity. Calm down, Kale. What's wrong with you? Oh, Dre, I just need them. And if you're going to walk it back, then walk it back. That's fine. I just watch sometimes. Now, we talked about the pacing and everything else. Whatever. They'll have time to fix that. But there's these little things. It's like Wardlow, nothing. Swagger, nothing. It's Kale. It's six It's six to eight guys, Dre, Kale. doing everything and everyone else doing nothing. AEW started in October. Relax. Yes, sir. Okay. Just, just. Call All right. Me. How much time are you giving them before you? Can you have to give. You have to give them. You have to. I'm giving them time, but I'm, I could be honest in that meantime. You have to. Yeah, you can say things, but I think you're nitpicking about some silly shit, and it's like WWE Hangover stuff that you're nitpicking about. It, it is. is. Maybe WWE fucked me up. Maybe it's not that. It, it did because, <laughs> dude, ROH, TNA before they became Impact, like. New Japan, they all have, everybody has issues. Nobody's going to be perfect. And yeah. like the tag team stuff, if it became the norm after a year, then I have an issue with it. I don't care right now. It's, it's pushing a narrative. It's pushing a storyline. Fine with that. Young Bucks may end up as a tag team champions. Isn't that what a lot of people wanted to begin with? Correct. And then they end up feuding with the LAX of the Lucha Bros. I mean, you can't blow your load immediately. We have to work to get no. to some things. Yeah, Private we, party. I mean, they gave us the ladder match already, so you kind of got to calm down a little bit from yeah. that. Should yeah. Private Party be tag champions? No. no. They ain't ready not for this yet. Shit. They're not ready. I mean, you could put it on, but no. I no. mean, SCU, I don't know what that did for SCU. I thought that was going somewhere when they became tag champs, and then uh, Frankie came back, and I was like, cool, and then I thought they were going to push Scorpio, and then that shit kind of just ended abruptly. I mean, right? Look, the, like, like if you're gonna compare it to anything, like the Viking Raiders had the most non-memorable tag team championship run that I can remember. It's horrible. Yeah, nobody gives. I don't a know shit. why they switched that off of them this week either. To push a storyline, <laughs> like they did it. But I mean, yeah, that's, that's was, always because some things just yeah. don't work. Like some things, you go, "This will work," and then the fans just go, "I don't give a fuck." Yeah, and that's what yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. They saw the Viking Raiders every week, and they were like, I really don't give a shit about this. I really don't. And then you have to call an audible, because Monday Night Messiah, Wesley Blake, which is strange. You feel like Authors of Pain would be the tag champs. Whatever. Exactly, because they have a built-in tag team. No, But I got you. Yeah, but I'm just saying the point is this new faction has the tag titles because Viking Raiders can't carry the shit. Nobody gives a damn. And and they don't want to go in another direction because nobody's hot right now, so you're going to put it on the heater. And the heater is... Whatever money, whatever Seth Rollins is calling this collective, which I truly yeah. enjoy, but and it's a good way to get Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe feuding for the tag team title. I I get it. it's a bunch of non tag teams, but I get it. you, you at least get four talented people in there, so I understand. And maybe I am nitpicky. We touched on all the bigger issues. Of it's like you didn't get enough marshmallows in your Lucky Charms or some shit. Calm down. <laughs> it's all right. I prefer. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, thank you very much. Which is the number anyway. one cereal of all time, but that's that's fine. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Crunch Berries also has a play. Number in this, two. You're, you're not far off. Number yeah. two. So, so, talking about NXT, or we talked a little bit about WWE, but let's go into NXT because it's on the same night, Wednesdays. I thought, again, NXT had the better overall show, but this is just what I come to expect now from NXT. They've settled into the two hour window. To me, it is now as good or better than the one-hour shows were weekly. And 
I thought this was another example of that. So we had the tag match, which was a little bit too long with the Brozier weights, but I thought that was a good tag match. We had um, Io Shirai in a match, which is cool. Always love seeing Io. And then we also had it all wrapped up with what Keith Lee versus Roddy Strong, which I thought was a great match to close out the show. Um, I thought it was a good show. You said it was a great show. I thought it was good. I thought the Shotzi Blackheart, uh, Shayna Baszler match, I didn't care for it. I thought no, the tag matches. I skipped were, over that in my. Yeah. <laughs> I thought my the recap. tag matches were cool. Like I, I didn't think this was like an amazing. Like it was a good show. I'm not saying it's a bad show, but it wasn't like to me it wasn't leaps and bounds better than AEW. I thought they were both good shows this week. I thought the Roddy uh, Keith Lee match was had was great. Had a great finish. Um, I think you know they put in in reality the NXT Go Home show should be the better show than the AEW Go Home show. But I thought Is they this were both a Go Home show, show though. Yeah, Worlds Collides this weekend. So it's a go home show. Yeah, but their takeover is February nineteenth. So. Don't care. This there's a there's a network special and they pushed narratives for UK versus NXT on this show. It's a go home show. That's fair. Go home show. All right. And, and it was a good show. It was it was it was not a bad show. Didn't care about Chelsea Blackheart versus Shayna Baszler. I thought it was really disjointed. Um, but everything else was was perfectly fine. I think NXT knows what they're doing. They have good shows. Um, the Finn Balor squash, whatever. Just, you know, pushing him along. What the hell happened to DJZ? I don't like the new gimmick. What was that head head Dog. contraption some, he was wearing? <laughs> some guys are just going to have shitty gimmicks. Some guys are just going to... Just might continue to being calling. a DJ. I'm just How saying, hard is that? Just, Keep being a might, DJ. I know, but some guys are just going to be ec 3 All right? That's it. The show up, we go, hey, yeah, what are you doing with like, them? And they're just... They're going to be ec 3 They're not going to go anywhere. He may still be a DJ, but now he went for like a marshmallow, like weird-ass alien head, it, it doesn't translate well. Just go back mm. to being a DJ and do flippy no. shit. It's not yeah. that hard. But, yeah, ah, NXT, yeah. good show. And I, you know what? I was really stupid last week because I said, oh, we know how the Dusty Rose Classic is going to end. No, he didn't. I said the wrong thing because I said it would be Undisputed Area versus Imperium, and I was I should have thought. When, after I said it, I was like, dude, it's got to be a four-on-four match, so both of them have to lose. But I didn't think about it at the time. Was, they made the right decisions here. A little surprised that um that uh undisputed era lost clean, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, clean is a sheet. A little surprised about that. Undisputed era had a bad week, but all in all, <laughs> I again, oh fuck everything else. The Walter Chop was the best thing on television this week. People who oh, have hands said, down. Listen, there have been people. Down. There have been people who have been saying on social media and other places, where's this big Walter Chop you've been talking about? Because a lot of the times, for whatever reason lately, the Walter Chop has been banging like it used to. He's he's yeah. hit it, and it's been like, cool. Like, the uh, the uh, TakeOver Blackpool, he hit it a few times, like, cool. But this, the Adam Cole Chop, that took his soul. That's the best thing <laughs> on TV this week. Yo, the sound off of that chop. There's a camera angle going around Twitter. Where someone is like the second row recording it. It sounded like he was shot at close range. That Dude. shit was incredible. And it's not like a super kick, right? It's not like you can slap your thigh and make that loud ass noise. No, that was all hand on chest. And the cell was amazing. Who who backflips after a chop? 
I wouldn't be surprised if Cole had a welt Saturday at Worlds Collide from that. <laughs> Dude, and, and Just Walter's me, handprint still. My, my experience was I was in my kitchen making myself something to eat while I was watching NXT, and I happened to look down when Imperium got in the ring, and I heard it, and it startled me. Because I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> so I had to rewind it, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, you couldn't conv- – there's certain things in pro wrestling that you couldn't convince me to take. A Brock Lesnar German, I'm good. I don't want to take that shit. He's, he just throws people on their head. I don't want to take that. A Walter Chop is another thing. I don't want any parts of that shit. That's ridiculous. Because there is no – you can't take that bump. It's not like you're flat backing it. You're just taking a hand to the throat or the upper chest area where your heart is. You cave your chest and you might die. I don't want any parts of that shit. Adam Cole took that thing like a champ. I, he ran ridiculous. into it. Oof. There was motion behind it. Like, whoo. Best thing Boy, to tell took all of that. Shot. Like, I enjoyed <laughs> Keith Lee with, like, the pounce and knocking Roddy Strong out the ring, even though it was a little sloppy because I, I was like, damn, Roddy's about to land on his head. And I, I like that spot now because the visual is amazing. The vi- but this is Adam Cole taking this bump. He took that bump when he flew into the crowd, and now he took the best Walter <laughs> chop. Props to Adam Cole. He's just a gift machine. Like, taking the Keith Lee bump into the third row from the ramp, that shit had me in tears. Dude. The Keith Lee popping up on Finn Balor is the best, creepiest gif on Twitter. Oh, I mean, Keith Lee coming into focus in anything is, like, the best shit ever. It's just because he just comes up and he just he gets it's like he's growing on camera and he's just like sneering. I think I love that. I, I think that's that's great. Nothing about NXT I thought was great. Let Matt Riddle talk more because he's funny. Matt Riddle is funny. Yeah, yeah he's just. I, mean, let's be, he's I, I feel like he's high, like on TV, right? Yes. Like they're not drunk. There's no wellness program for Matt Riddle. No nah, man, but he that guy's a gift, man. Whenever they, oh, I don't know. Is, He's one of those guys we, we've been, I guess, I don't want to say similar to Adam Cole because we had to wait for them to put the title on Cole. And then Matt Riddle's yeah. kind of had the same issue where he kind of cooled off. And then now he's back in this dusty road, so they're using this as a vehicle in a tag team situation to put him in a vehicle to start strapping the rocket back to him. Like, they kind of had to do this. And when you see him on television, you watch him work, you're like, man, he's really fucking good. You kind of forget sometimes how good he is. Now, all of this to say, because we're going to move on to NXT and talk about Royal Rumble and uh, in, uh, Worlds Collide, I want Keith Lee to win the Royal Rumble. That's it. Royal Rumble, Keith Lee versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Give it to me. You, never you and CM Punk. You and yeah. CM Punk. CM Punk's pick. Dude, look. Sit strike while the iron's hot. Fuck it. Just how, go all out. How do you look at this guy? Like, Keith Lee, how do you look at this man and say, we're not going to strap the rocket to him? North American title's cool, but the sky's the limit for Keith Lee. If you're looking at a match, a Brock Lesnar match that would be believable for fans to say, you know, Brock could actually lose this shit, it's Keith Lee. Yeah. Give me give me that, and just on a fun thing, give me, like, Matt Riddle eliminating Goldberg in the Royal Rumble. I just, I really want to see that. I just, <laughs> I have to see it. I love that he has the bro hammer in his oh. normal repertoire now. And the Riddle chant, like, just... Royal Rumble's made for moments like this. It is made. Yes. Like, I've been Royal Rumble. I will watching. also take Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar as the first two in. Yeah, well, I just want to see either one of them get killed. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things you Riddle can do. Riddle will be all right with it. But, survive. dude, the Royal Rumble, which we're about to talk about in a second, I, dude, Keith Lee winning? That would, that would pop the hell out of me. No, um, I agree. 
But then mm-hmm. I wouldn't trust him to do anything right by him. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. a match where he doesn't necessarily have to win, I guess, because he already has a championship in NXT. Yeah. So right. it wouldn't hurt him too much. Um, all right, let's go through Worlds Collide. We're just going to go down a match card. We have Imperium, all four, versus the Undisputed Era, all four. Eight-man tag match. I feel like this is New Japan with the eight-man tag. I I like it. I say Undisputed Era has had like a tough time, though, and I think uh, Walter has to look strong in this match. So give me Imperium to beat Undisputed Era in a in a decent match to open it up. It's a lot. It's very hard to have like you know a four and a half five star style match with eight people in the ring, but I think it's going to be entertaining, and Imperium wins. I've been going back and forth about this because I feel like Imperium kind of needs the rub because NXT UK needs the rub to, because yep. if they lose, they just it's like okay, that's why we don't watch them in the first fucking place. That's what I feel like happens if they lose to the Undisputed Era. Then a part of me is like, when I'm watching NXT, when I'm watching Undisputed Era lose, I'm like, damn, they're about to put them over. But I will say maybe uh, Walter gets the pinfall here, and maybe he pins Adam Cole. Maybe we somehow get that program. I know we're going towards Ciampa and Cole. I know that's where where we're heading. But champion versus champion match? Kind of here for it. Cole getting pinned by Walter? I just feel like Walter's a guy that you look at. He's another guy that could wrestle Brock Lesnar. I'd be like, yeah, that's believable. He's a guy yeah. that I look at. If he him. chops the shit out of Brock Lesnar, I'm losing it. I don't think Bro- I think Brock will have it in his contract. I'm not taking that shit. <laughs> but like, I look at Walter as a guy who should legitimize an entire brand by himself. For the record, I don't like Imperium shares his interest in theme song. It's just me. I think that should that should be just for Walter. Nobody else. Fuck the rest of those guys. That's Walter's interest. Yet and still, NXT UK hinges on his shoulders. Because everybody else is cool, but Walter's the guy. So I think he should go yeah. over. I think he should destroy the Undisputed Era. Probably not going to happen. But I think if you want to legitimize him and then do something with him at WrestleMania, whether it be on the main roster in a match or at NXT uh, TakeOver, I think you need to plant the seeds of him beating the shit out of people. Otherwise, it'll be like Marcel Bartel just getting p- eating a pin from Roddy Strong or some shit like that. But I hope Imperium wins. I would love to see him versus Keith Lee at TakeOver. Have you ever seen their matches in PWG? Crazy, right? They just murked dog. Nuts. They that they, shit would go bonkers. You think those Dajakovic matches with Keith Lee were great? And because I've watched the ones in PWG and those were great. Yo, Walter and Keith Lee for the title in PWG was like a it was like a fucking murder scene. They just were killing each other. Yeah, I want to see that. Give it to me. <laughs> but you'll notice like my philosophy during Worlds Collide is much like what I saw in NXT when they went up for Survivor Series, is that NXT needed the rub more than the two main brands, so NXT won a lot more than matches. I think now it's NXT's time to do the same for UK. So Imperium was the first, in my opinion. Second match, Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. Rhea wins because you can't cool Rhea down at all right now, so NXT gets this one. But they have history because Tony Storm being the first champ, um... Or excuse me, the second champ NXT UK beat Rhea Ripley. Yeah, and yeah, there's no way Rhea's gonna lose this match. She's got a promo with no. Belair about to head into the uh, NXT Takeover Portland. Rhea's got to get. This is like the Oscar Becky Lynch match. Match. Rhea couldn't beat Tony Storm. Oscar 
continuously beat on Becky Lynch, both of them are going to go yep. over here. So, yeah, okay. it'll be a good match, though. It, it, Rhea Ripley's yep. improved so much. It should be a really good match. Crazy. And Tony Storm is super good, too. So that's going to be really fun. Uh, Balor versus Dragunov. I got to go NXT again. Probably not. Even though I said uh, it's going to be NXT UK dominated um, pay-per-view. But Balor doesn't lose here. If he does, it's because... No, you know what? Give me Dragunov to win only because Johnny Gargano caused Balor. How about that? That's the only thing I can see happening here. Um, because Dragunov's one of those guys who's trying to heat up in NXT UK as well. And yep. him just... I like his a, look. I, it's like a little muscle man look, right? It's like a guy with a Napoleon yeah. complex. But he has crazy eyes. Like, his eyes are bananas. They're two different colors, and he makes weird faces. He looks like a hatchet face from Crybaby. One of my favorite <laughs> movies. But, so I think that's what they're going to do. But ultimately, I think Balor's going to go over. I, I don't think they're going to allow Dragunov to just go over on Balor here. I, I know the interference angle, but I think because DIY has a match, they might keep Gargano out of it. So I'm going to take Balor because he still feels like a guy who's not ready to lose to really anybody unless it's by crook yet. Okay. Then I'm taking Balor to interfere in DIY. Somehow, someone is costing an NXT team. NXT can't, you know, go away with all the wins. Um, the four-way for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. This is going to be shocking because Angel Garza just won. But I think this is a match that can be ran back at TakeOver. No harm, no foul. So, a little bit of a hot potato with the Cruiserweight Championship. But who cares? Oh, excuse me, not 205 Live anymore. NXT Cruiserweight Championship. And I'm going to say Jordan Devlin wins the belt. Wow, that was my pick. <laughs> oh, did I sue it? Yeah. <laughs> listen, you guys listen to me. I've been very high on Jordan Devlin. And his match against Tyler Bay to take over was probably one of the best matches of the year. In, in, in WWE, obviously, Wrestle Kingdom like owns like three of those matches. But this match was just as good as any match. That, that match was just as good as any match. And I feel like Devlin's a guy who has the look, the style, but not the exposure. And him getting the NXT Cruiserweight title will give him an opportunity to be seen. So I really yep. want him to go over in this match. And I love Swerve, but ain't your time yet, buddy. Jordan Devlin, I'm picking him as the guy. And I think it, in both of our cases, it would be considered an upset because people look at Garza's retaining and going into the NXT TakeOver. But no, man, Devlin's the guy. You know, real I quick, agree. If you look at this card, I know it's NXT UK versus NXT, but there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eh, there's about twelve NXT who guys who could be on NXT UK, including Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor. Those are guys yep. are like UK guys, but whatever. But Devlin, I feel like Devlin should win this match. Agreed. Then we have DIY back again versus Mustache Mountain. Mustache Mountain wins. Somebody is interfering. I don't care if it's Undisputed Era interference or Finn Balor. Somehow, someway, Johnny and Tommaso are not getting out of this match clean. Mustache Mountain wins. I'm going to pick DIY, and I think this might end up being match of the night. I think these guys oh, are going to yeah. tear the roof off. But I think Trent Seven is going to eat a pin here. I feel like he's just the guy that eats pins. So That is his role. Yeah, which kind of sucks because it's uh, because Tyler Bates, big strong boy, and nobody ever wants to pin him. But yeah, you're the guy that eats the pins. 
So I think the the, the, the reunion of DIY is going to be white hot. I think these guys are just going to tear the house down. And I think they just get a clean win. If, if this is the opening match of the night, I don't think they're going to do any ding-dong hokey shit and then have like a run-in. I just think that this is one of those matches that they did because they wanted to do it and they wanted to tear the house down. Okay. Um, by the way, do they come out separately or do they use the old DIY? Oh, come on. They got to. Dude, they have you gotta to bring the back the theme music? Yes. <laughs> absolutely have to use the DIY theme song. Unquestionable. It'd be deplorable if they did not do that. Come on. I man. think so, too. That's going to get a pop, though. Like, immediately. It's going to get a crazy pop when they come out. Um, pre-show, I, we don't really have to touch on Mia Yim versus Kaylee Ray. Mia Yim's Kaylee Ray runs. Kaylee Ray runs. All right, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's she's the champion. Like, she's not she's not losing. They're getting that one. But shout out to Mia Yim for getting anywhere on that card. All right, now it's time for the Royal Rumble. Um, we didn't even have to go over Raw and SmackDown or anything what like a, that this dog, week. Can I say this? The go-home shows were super weak. Yeah, like what a weird show this is. Royal Rumble is usually... This to be in a WrestleMania season. And we went last year to Royal Rumble, and it was a good Royal Rumble. But there were like storylines built in. This one is really, really weird. Because I feel like there's only one person that can win, which is Roman Reigns. And he probably won't for some whatever reason. But I can't. I, I have no idea who should win the, the Royal Rumble if it ain't him. I don't have a clue. Better not oh, be well, doing damn King go, Velasquez. <laughs> we're gonna go down the list no I think that's why Brock's in it early Kano tossed his ass out sooner or later earlier more than later because Brock's not going an hour deep in this Royal Rumble dude um, like seven minutes pre-show I think this is on pre-show um, Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo for the United States Championship Andrade just got it so he has to win but that's gonna be one hell of a match yeah and it, I mean the latter match with Ray was really weird last on Raw because it was felt like there was so many like. I thought weird... it was good. I thought they were going to kill each other. But they all. That's what I'm saying. That's what was weird about. it. I felt like there were a lot of like barely missed spots. It should look incredible, but they ended up being like kind of sloppy. But yeah, it was cringy. Like you thought yeah. they were actually going to hurt each other, like bro, not in a good way. Relax. Like you guys are going to kill each other. But that being said, I'm glad they believe in Andrade. And I think he's got to be Humberto Carrillo, and it should be a good match. Shout out to everyone who popped for me saying Andrade was going to become a flare last weekend. <laughs> it, still, it still tickles <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> I wholeheartedly meant that, so I appreciate all you people who caught that. Um, next match, Shorty G versus Sheamus. This is stupid. This, this got to be two minutes, right? Sheamus is going to win. Like, And I feel bad for... For Shorty G, but come on. It's so dog. It's like between him about to get squashed by Sheamus and Ricochet just getting kicked in the nuts by Brock Lesnar, some guys it just feels like Vince is already giving up on. And Shorty yeah, Ricochet's hanging around the mid card. He's hanging around over. losing matches. And he comes out like, hey, he had Brock. the number one win percentage last year, by the way. But why give him a mic ever? Hey, Brock, you want to fight? Like, oh, come on, Ricochet. Oh, God. <laughs> Get you That's an impeccable so. impression, by the way. Uh, I'm trying so hard not to laugh because Ricochet's my boy, but you have that shit down pat. Nah, he ain't Ooh, listening. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's a damn shit. Like, Brock. Like, shut, Ricochet, shut the hell up. Just wrestle. God damn it. Yeah. Shut up. You sound like a Saturday morning cartoon. That's what he <laughs> sounds like. Like, he, this Kentucky comes out, like, everything about him. 
Like he's a phenomenal worker. He's horrible on the mic. And this is excellent. Oh, it just kills me. But anyway, yeah, Shorty G's getting squashed here. Look, people are like, yeah, man, look at what they're doing with Shorty G. They're giving him something to do. Yeah, he's gonna lose. Yeah, we That's need it. Jason Jordan back ASAP. I don't think I think he's done. Like I think he's just working backstage in the producer in the agent role now. I think he's done. Yeah, I think he is, but I mean we thought Daniel Bryan was done. Like Should sooner he, or later. Jason Jordan ain't no goddamn Daniel Bryan. No, but it'd be great to have him back because man, American Alpha is needed in the tag team scene and to save Shorty G. Chad Gable, man. Bless his heart. Then we have uh Bailey versus Lacey Evans. I don't, I don't care about, about babyface Lacey Evans. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't give a shit about Bailey right now. This Sasha Banks should be champion. Sasha this, Banks is carrying Bailey. She don't even got the belt. Dog, this feud sucks. Bailey feels miscast. <laughs> Lacey Evans feels miscast. This just feels like one of those things that they booked themselves into a corner. It was like, just make it end. Please. Yep. They really like Lacey Evans for whatever reason, that whole mom thing. But well, like, she's, yeah, she's, she's blonde. I you know, she sucks. Like some people, are like yeah, I like Lacey. Dog, she sucks. She yeah. sucks. I really don't like a baby face, Lacey Evans. But how about oh. this? Lace, I'm changing my pick. Lacey Evans wins, so Sasha Banks can take the belt off of her at Mania. Well, okay, yeah. we need to get the belt on Sasha somehow, and they're not going to turn Bailey face again that fast. No, that was my prediction. Sasha avenges <laughs> Bailey and beats Lacey Evans at Mania. I'm just gonna say Let's Bailey wins because whatever. And the whole Bailey heel turn is is tired already, but. Just, let's just get it over with. They thought they can have a double count out and I'll clap. I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> as long as it's not a long match. Um, then we have Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. False count anywhere. Make and it this end. is why Roman's Reigns is not going to win the Rumble. Because you cannot go through a false count anywhere match, come out unscathed, and then go through everyone in Rumble and win. So no, he is not winning that. It's true. Except he can't. He can do anything. But listen, he's listen, not doing it. <laughs> listen, first of all, he's going to win this match, right? If he loses, who cares? But he's not. Make this feud end, please. They rest, dog. I feel like they've. It's going wrestling. to end because you know what this next feud is. They've been wrestling since Roman came back from cancer. Like the whole leukemia thing, they've been feuding since then. Make this end. Make it stop. This is like the song on an endless loop that I can't stand. Just make it stop. So maybe Roman does lose. Because, and if Roman loses, he's winning the Rumble. He's absolutely winning the Rumble if he loses this match. No, he wins. He wins. He beats if Corbin. He, wins, he beats he the whole knucklehead group. Yes. Who, you know, okay. I, I, can't, I don't know who's going to throw him. Maybe Keith Lee throws him out. I'm going to stay on my Keith Lee shit. Um, <laughs> But Ducks, this is another match I just don't give a shit about. And it's because it's false count anywhere. That means like everybody's probably going to run in. So the Usos will show up. Maybe the Revival shows up. Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode. Yep. Everyone. Just make it end. Then we have Becky Lynch versus Asuka. It'll be a good match. Uh, Becky Lynch retains, of course. Yeah, we can move on from that. I'm, Becky's um, fine, but I'm, I'm over her <laughs> right now. Her, I yeah, just need to see a good uh, match of her. Yeah, I just want a good match. And I have faith in Oscar that she'll produce that. Then The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. A strap match, which I don't understand why neither of them are country. Dude, but what? it is a strap match. Sure. What the fuck? <laughs> why? Like, who's trying to escape? 
That's Who's what, going to put the strap on the fiend's hand? That's what I'm saying. Like, like if the fiend is magical and mythical and scary as fuck, who's strapping the strap to the fiend's hand? Duh. Is the ref? The ref should be scared. He should be crying like Seth Rollins was. I don't, I don't know who was that. in the room that was just like, you know what we should do? What? Uh, uh, false count anywhere? No. Uh, uh, hell in a cell? Uh-uh. Uh, a ladder match? No. What then? A strap match. What? Strap match. <laughs> you know, like the Snoop Dogg yeah. meme that says, who? It's, that's what I, that would <laughs> yeah. my reaction. Cause a strap match? Like, usually matches go along with the theme. Like, if there's like a, the, yeah. the Hell in a Cell. The character. Was, yeah, Hell in a Cell was like, no escape. Like, false count anywhere is because you can't keep the shit in the ring, so we're going to put it on the outside. Two out of three falls is because these guys are really competitive. There's always a reason. Buried alive is because there's a dead man walking or some shit like that. A strap Boom. match. That's what I want. Uh, yeah, a strap match is because one guy always tries to get away from the other. That's why that match was created. Yep. This doesn't make any sense. None at all. So, like, they, they actively want to go at each other. They're not trying to run away from each other. I, I don't understand the purpose of this at all. But so the Fiend I, wins, I, right? Yeah, of course the Fiend wins. Okay. Daniel Bryan will get some, I don't know, some offense in. And maybe the Fiend is like, maybe it's only a strap match because somehow the Fiend ends up lynching Daniel Bryan. Like, he literally puts the shit around his neck like a noose and hangs him over the rope. And it gives, like, the most terrifying fucking visual ever. Like, he's choking him to death. All right, that's probably what's going to happen now. Right? Thanks. Okay. Like you're, I don't. That's my only logical reasoning for putting a giant long rope in the ring. He's going to choke and kill Daniel Bryan. That's that's all you can think of. It should have been buried alive because that makes sense. He's a scary mythical creature. Bury him. Do the Undertaker lightning bolt thing. <sighs> Looks cool as fuck. I don't know. That should have been the way it went. Then we have. The two Royal Rumble matches, women's Royal Rumble. This is easy for me. I don't even. So there are only five women announced for the women's Royal Rumble, which means we're gonna see a bunch of women cool. from NXT drop by. Yeah. Which means as they should. Shayna Baszler is gonna win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Ooh. Shayna Baszler, who just beat both champions. At Survivor Series and doesn't have a title, should win the Women's Royal Rumble. I like it. Also, because I'm looking at this list and I was like, Charlotte can't win again. She hasn't won a Rumble. Who's left? What shit? Feels like she has. I don't want her in it. Nope. Like she needs to be in like nope. some kind of blood feud with Sasha or she, some shit at nope. Mania. She different brands. Um, I don't care. Figure it out. Shayna Baszler <laughs> should win the go. Rumble. That's it. That's it. There goes my pick. Charlotte Flair's winning the Rumble. They tease like a little heel turn by Charlotte the past couple of weeks. Why? Because Becky's a face. And you can't have a WrestleMania without Charlotte going for a title. Mm. She's not crossing brands. Charlotte is on the Raw brand. She has to fight for the Raw title at WrestleMania. Charlotte wins the Rumble. Maybe the last two in it are Charlotte and... Shayna and Shayna eliminates Charlotte, so we get a triple threat at Mania. I'll give you that. But Charlotte would be in the last two. If she doesn't win it all, Shayna eliminates her, and we're getting three women in. No. Pick Shayna. Straight up. Give me Shayna, because somebody's got to take Straight the, up. Like, somebody's got to take the title off of Bailey. It'll probably be Charlotte. Uh, I mean, there's only five women announced, so there could... Uh, like, 
What? I'm just throwing this out there. It's Separate probably, brands. It's probably not. Why do you keep saying Charlotte against what? Bailey? Separate brands. Who gives a shit? Charlotte does what she wants. If you haven't noticed, brand split is <laughs> barely plausible. What if Ronda Rousey came back? Then Ronda's winning the Rumble. And I'm all in for that shit. Revenge? That's Now that's a match. Just saying. It's very possible she could come back. Very possibly she comes back, doesn't even win, eliminates herself, eliminating Charlotte. Who knows? But I, I just think Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch is the WrestleMania match to make for the women because Shayna has a victory, but she didn't pin or choke out Becky. That's and I it. say you can't have WrestleMania without Charlotte. You still have her. So, She's still there. She ain't going nowhere. But then she, she got to find a tag team partner because she got to go for the tag team belts. She can't. Whatever. I just don't want her in. I, I don't want her and Becky again. No. No thanks. Doesn't mean it's yeah, not going to happen. Triple threat. Yeah, triple threat. I don't want it. We just there's had no a WrestleMania threat. without that entrance. Duh, we just no had a triple threat match last year. You think that's going to stop them? Yes. <laughs> this have, this two, is my next question. They have two what? belts. They have two belts. They have two belts and the two one will be on a pre-show. Titles. Becky will be on a pre-show. Or excuse me, not Becky. Uh, Bailey. If she still has the title, we'll see. If she still has the title, I'm picking Lacey Evans, just because I'm tired of Bailey. Okay. Uh, Men's Royal Rumble. Keith Lee. <laughs> you would see a bump. Keep it alive. I ain't, I ain't letting this go. No, seriously, for me, it's not going to be Brock. It's if if it's not Roman Reigns. There's only one other person to me that makes sense. That should get a gigantic push sooner than later. It's not going to happen, but should be Drew McIntyre. It should be Drew McIntyre. It's not going to be. No, it should not. be. No, it's right. not going to be Drew McIntyre. Right. That's, that's, that's the guy you look at him and say, like, that's money. Like, he should have been printing money a long time ago. But, yep. alas, here we are. No, that's not going to happen. We're going to get some weird, like, Rusev, Bobby Lashley angle in the middle of this bullshit. Brock Lesnar's going to throw people out early. They'll probably end up being Brock and R-Truth in the beginning. Probably. But Oh, yeah, that should be it, though. <laughs> <but> <laughs> That's if, funny. If, if it ain't Drew Mag, it's probably going to end up being Roman goddamn Reigns so we can get to a fiend in WrestleMania match. I just, I don't know if the fans, I, I know, like, the Usos have heated up Roman. And it's, like, feels really good. But I feel like the WWE gets really excited when they think the fans are getting behind Roman Reigns, and they, then they pull the trigger again, and the fans are like, what the yeah. fuck, man? Can you just relax and let us enjoy this moment? And I think they're going to do it again. They're going to give him the Royal Rumble, and people are like, yay, we didn't exactly want that. Because Roman doesn't need to win to face the Fiend at WrestleMania. There's other ways they can get there. Are you ready for this? Oh, fantasy booking with Kel every year. This is my favorite episode. So not only am I going to fantasy book, the winner of this, I'm a fantasy book the whole WrestleMania build. Are you ready? No, but it's not going to stop you. Ready. Go ahead. But it's not going to stop. So, the winner of the Royal Rumble, back to back years, Seth Rollins. The Monday Night Messiah wins it. Yes, I know he's tag champ. They don't have a match. I don't give a shit about He that. wins. The Royal Rumble. They're like Seth versus Brock again? No. Brock is challenged at Elimination Chamber by Kevin Owens. Kane calls Brock that match. Kevin Owens becomes champion. 
him versus Seth at WrestleMania for the title. Brock then is pissed and fights Kane at Mania. No belt on a line. That is my prediction. Oh, and by the way, Roman Reigns, we're a month ahead, wins the Elimination Chamber. He goes against The Fiend at Mania anyway. Whatever, Cal. <laughs> Tell me that I'm not right. Tell me I'm not right. Wait till we're there in April and this shit yeah. plays out. And I was like, I called it. I don't think so. But look, it makes too much sense to happen. I love it. To to be honest with you, the way I feel, I don't think they the WWE really knows what they're doing for WrestleMania yet. I feel like this is the I don't first... think they know what they're doing for Royal Rumble, to be honest. Like, I, I feel like Vince might book this shit on Saturday. Yeah, like, I, I truly feel like... Because most years you start, you head into the Royal Rumble, and you, and you feel like, okay, certain things about to happen here. We might get a shot. Like, when Nakamura won, we're like, okay, we're going towards AJ Styles' match, the dream match. Yeah. Cool. We got... There's a heater here. This match just feel, feels like... There's a lot of shit going on. But not a lot of shit going on. Like, the, the biggest feud on both shows <laughs> is Rusev and Bobby Lashley. And it's Yo, the worst. what if Lashley won? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What if the cuckold angle won? I, Yo. I don't know. We got to support. We got to root for everyone black. Nah, I don't put root for everyone black. Put this in a rough spot. I don't know. I feel, I feel, <laughs> put this in a rough spot. I don't know this, but I feel like Bobby Lashley's Mac, Lashley's MAGA. I just... That's just how I feel. I could be totally wrong. Somebody can correct me. But I feel like he is. I feel like you're not far off. And maybe it's just stuck with me because he, it was him and Trump against Umaga and Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. And it just I could it's never true. shake it. And I could also never shake how Bobby Lashley talks. It makes me feel like, oh, you, got, you wear a, a MAGA hat to sleep. Shirtless. <laughs> like a bonnet. <laughs> yeah, straight up MAGA yeah, bonnet so, on his bald yeah, a MAGA dome. bonnet. <laughs> That's just how I feel. I don't, I'm sorry. It's just how I feel. But, yeah, this is a weird-ass yeah. Royal Rumble where I really feel like there's certain things that they think about with WrestleMania, like this whole AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre thing, but they all feel very half-baked. I don't feel like they really know what they're going to do at WrestleMania yet. Could be totally wrong. I think we're going to see Tyson Fury and Cain Velasquez and somebody from the UFC at WrestleMania. Maybe we'll even see if Deontay Wilder beats Tyson Fury. Maybe we see Deontay Wilder at WrestleMania. I feel like we're going to have like that celebrity shit, but I really don't think they know what they're going to do yet. Yep. Okay. No, I agree. Um, but I like it being wide open. It's a fir- I mean, it's super wide open right now. Um, if they give it to Roman Reigns, that'd be the most obvious thing, but I, I feel like they go in a different direction. You mentioned AJ Styles. I would really like AJ Styles to him. I would um, not. Just because if it has to be him versus Brock, I guess it's pretty cool as but I don't think that's the direction they go. But AJ's the go-to. Like, if you need a champion, AJ's always going to be a great champion. Or someone in a picture, like, AJ's always worth it. But I feel like they have something with this Kevin Owens, Monday Night Messiah storyline. So if that's not the tag team title matchup at um, WrestleMania, it should be the main, the Quick main question. picture. But I feel like it could be one of those two. Before we get out of here, I just, just for my own peace of mind, has Aleister Black lost a match on Raw yet? No, Has he been I think it's been all squ- all squash matches. And the Buddy Murphy feud, right? Beating Buddy Murphy every time. I can't remember him being pinned. Okay, that's my dark horse. Alistair Black? Mm-hmm. Fuck it, why not? I don't know what's going on. Fuck it. Fuck it, yeah. I mean, you pick Keith Lee. So, yeah, I mean, anyone, anyone's possible when you just throw Keith Lee in the ring. 
Like the, uh, only thing, the only thing we know for sure is we look at this list and we know who's not going to win. Ricochet, yes. Elias, Corbin, Apollo Otis, Cruz, Tucker. He's in who, it. Who will be in it? Well, no, I don't know. He's the paid. Of course he's in it. Buddy Murphy's going to lose. It's the only time of year we'll see him. Yeah, it's like I look at this list. I see all the people that are going to lose. I can't figure out who's going to win. I really would like to see Samoa Joe win this shit. Really yeah. would like to see that. Not going to happen. But fuck it. Alistair Black hasn't lost a match yet. Hmm. It feels like he's a guy that has a lot going for him, but they just haven't figured out what to do with him. It's just so weird. Like, isn't that, isn't, that the that, isn't that the matches that you want? Alistair Black versus The Fiend? Yeah, but separate brands. If you win the Royal Rumble, you do what you want. That's true. That'd be a good loophole. But I, I think Roman Reigns is going to fight the Fiend. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I know. I know. We, yeah, I've just already come to grips with that. Like, I'm not going to be shocked. I already know. But no. It's not going to disappoint me. I know where we're going with that. So, yeah, whatever. I, to me, I'm canceling everyone on SmackDown from winning this. No one on SmackDown has a chance. It's only people on Raw. Yeah, why isn't uh, the Braun Strowman, Shinsuke Nakamura in a Kondo match at Royal Rumble? They just, just said, fuck it. I felt like that's where they were going. And, and feels like Nakamura's yeah, they had just slowed with it, right? Like it feels like Nakamura's had one of those icy title runs that just I don't remember him doing anything. He's been in a tag team for half of it. I like when I see the new title, I'm like, what titles he have? Like I, I see it every time. I was like, what the fuck is that? Oh, it's the IC title. Looks like a 24 seven title. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Damn, it'd be great for Sami Zayn to win this shit though. <laughs> Like, like, how crazy would it be for Sami Zayn to just win the Rumble? It'd be mad annoying. Between him and Elias, right? Like, those should be the final two. Oh, God. It would be, I'd love to see oh, that scene. Oh, God. I'd pop. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. We'll recap everything next week. Thank you guys for sticking with us. Long episode. Hour and 20 minutes. All wrestling this week. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. We're going to be rolling out stuff for wrestling with stereotypes, tickets, you know, lineups, all that stuff. Mania is creeping up on us, so just hang in there with us. Um, we know the date already. It's going to be the Friday before Mania, after the For the Culture show. So if you guys are planning stuff, leave that little bit of space open there. We will appreciate you. Hopefully you guys are liking this new format. Shout out to Blue Wire again. Follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hale. Till next week, though, we're out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.